Welcome to the Marriage Shop Podcast, presented by Catalyst, helping to improve every part of life that matters in every place that matters. In the Marriage Shop, we discuss the work required to build, repair, and maintain a marriage that lasts. I'm Wendy Perry, and I'm joined by my co-host and handsome husband, Dr. Mike Perry. Well, thank you, baby. The pleasure is all mine. We invite you to join us during our live recording of The Marriage Shop on Facebook and YouTube on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. For now, let's get to work in The Marriage Shop. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us, guys. We're back in the marriage shop. Yep. So forgiveness. So tonight mm-hmm. we're talking about intimacy. So as some of you saw that out there on our story or saw it on the page. Um, and so I, we want to know what comes to mind when you hear that, uh, because we know which direction we're going to go with it. But we wanted and we're curious to know where you think um, we're going with it tonight. Well, the, the truth is the direction we go. Um, could very much be determined by the direction you go. So, um, yeah, obviously we, we, we have some points that we think are important, but um, there's two of us here. There are many of you out there. And so we want to make sure that we're, we're hearing your voices and getting your perspective because there's a lot of wisdom out there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we want to, we kind of want to know what, what that's about. So yeah, we, we did, we talked about, about trust from the outset. Um, and we started with trust intentionally um, because trust is one of those foundational things that if you don't have it, a lot of other things begin to unravel. Mm-hmm. And so um, everything that that the relationship is, I would say, is predicated on this foundation, this rock solid foundation of trust. Right. And so and if you have that, then you're in position for your marriage to last. Yes. But often when your trust is betrayed or something happens to disrupt that trust within your relationship, um, that's how we got to forgiveness and really needing the the need to request forgiveness and the need to grant forgiveness and how we find ourselves in that and how for some of us it's easier than for other others to ask or grant forgiveness. Um, And so we try to get you to work towards granting forgiveness without conditions. Um, But again, that's work for you to do. Forgiving is not easy work. It takes um, a lot. It's a deliberate, intentional action. um, And it takes you from one place to the next. The goal, of course, is to be able to rebuild and reinstate the trust that may have been lost due to whatever it is that caused a breach and, and put you in a position where you had to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I gotta make sure you dropping some dropping some heat there. Y'all have to excuse me. I gotta get you into the the cone of influence. There you go, right there. Now we good. All right. We can't we can't have the people not hearing what you're saying. So Yeah, I don't like that. Why not? Because it's like like it's just big. Well, it's a it's a condenser mic. It's supposed to be big. It's, like, it's to capture the richness of your beautiful voice. Mm. So okay. people can hear what I'm hearing. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. So, so um, trust, forgiveness, and that brings us to tonight. Yeah, um, forgiveness times two, right? And it, and it's 
and you alluded to it because hitting forgiveness twice. I mean, you know, we we went through a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of material, a lot of insights, but there was something just kind of hanging there that seemed like we needed to address. And so okay. we went more, more into forgiveness the last time. So tonight, um, we're talking intimacy. Yeah. Now, intimacy is not a new word for many of you, um, but I, when when we say intimacy, when you think intimacy. What's the first thing that comes to mind? I'm curious. Well, it's interesting yeah. because we've we've been in marriage ministry for a while, and um, the topic of intimacy always comes up, and it and it runs the spectrum mm -hmm. from what really is defining intimacy to when are we going to talk about sex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, truth be told, and and you know who you are. Um, when you think intimacy, it's you know, a lot of you're like, yeah, it's not, you know, or it's like, oh, here's, I got to do that before, you know, we get busy or whatever. So um, what about that? Is, is there anything to support this whole notion of sex and intimacy? Because if you Google intimacy, mm -hmm. boom, sex site hits immediately. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Right. Uh, no. Yeah. So intimacy is, um, it's actually complex, but intimacy is necessary. So we, we talked about this idea that the relationship is built on this foundation of trust. Intimacy um, is another layer. I think. I think what intimacy does is help you to it deepens your relationship. So some people are beginning to allude to that. Mm -hmm. Tara Carroll, you know, gave a little bit of preview of just something we'll highlight right now, and that is really intimacy in four four types of intimacy. Right, emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical. Right, emotional, and for the for the sake of simplicity. Right, you know, emotional connected at the heart. Okay. 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 Mental connected at the head. Okay. So to speak. Mm -hmm. um, spiritual connected at the soul. Mm. Okay. And then, you know, physical, need I define really? I mean, connected, <laughs> connected at the body. <laughs> With the so, body, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this whole idea of emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical intimacy um, within a marriage—why is it a key to marriage? Well, a couple of reasons. At its core, you know, we often talk about this idea of marriage of the two becoming one. Well, think about how deep that is. Two become one. That means we are two whole people. Important key. Right, two co-hold people that come together to create one mm -hmm. person, one relationship, one thing. Right, that and that is what the marriage, the marital relationship is. And so, I mean, I'm I'm very, I mean, as far as me, I know what I'm thinking, I know what I'm feeling, I know where it hurts, I know it feels good, I know everything about me. So, if the two of us are going to become one, then it stands to reason. I should know like everything there is to know about you, mm. right? And so there, there is no deeper level of intimacy. You, you have, if you look at, um, if you look at God, right? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Three, think of it, three beings in one mm -hmm. being. Mm -hmm. They know everything about each other because they are he, <laughs> right? Is he? Whatever, don't get on me on the subject of agreement. But what I'm saying is this idea that if two people and, and logically, right, it doesn't make sense that two of us individually are now going to become one. 
but that's kind of the whole mystery of it. That's the that's the beauty of it. And so I, I think that's why foundationally intimacy is important. Mm, mm. Let's see. Let's see. What what? You don't agree? Are you gonna be like, yeah, no, that's what I you're mean- saying now, seven o'clock <laughs> on Monday. What what are you <laughs> No, yeah. I'm I'm listening to what you're saying because it I mean it it um I'm listening. I'm just listening mm-hmm. because so in order for you to have true intimacy, does that mean that you have to be connected on all of those levels? Is that or in, well, or in all of those ways? That's kind of a trick question. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> what do y'all think? So is it possible for you to have true intimacy if you're only connected emotionally, but not physically, for example, or mentally, but not spiritually? or emotionally, mentally, and physically, but not spiritually. I mean, is there a requirement to have spiritual intimacy in order for you to be able to really have a fulfilled marriage? Let us know. (laughs) So. And don't just put yes, no, right? Yes, yes, uh... out there. And I kind of set you up with a trick question about whether or not you need to have all, if it's all or none, right? But I think um, we should spend a little bit of time talking about each. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm cool with that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was going to say, it is a trick question because it's kind of like, you know, if you have a, if you bake something, right? You say you're baking a cake. Mm And you don't include the eggs. Do you still have a cake? You don't include the butter or whatever substitute you use. <laughs> do you still have a cake? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, if you don't include, what else do you have in there? Like mm-hmm, flour. You, but definitely, if you ain't got flour, you got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like all those pieces kind of create this whole thing. So mm-hmm. you want to talk about each. So let's go. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and I think you bring up a good point. The truth is all that is required to be married or in a marriage is for you to exchange vows of some sort, um, agree to it and either go to a justice of the peace or um, to your to a a faith based organization Mm -hmm. and have a pastoring or pastoral type official officiate your wedding. Yeah. Or get Uh, your uncle to marry you like I did. Yeah. (laughs) Now he's, but he was, he was an ordained minister. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all that's required and a license. So mm-hmm. all you really, I mean, technically you don't actually have to have anybody officiate. You just have to have a license and a witness. Well, it's and a, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's in a minute. I mean, you know, we got people from multiple states here. I don't know what's going on in your, your, your all state, yeah. but, but it is, it is a, the technical aspect of marriage is very much an administrative exercise. Right. And so it really doesn't require that you put in any effort beyond that. Right. So officially you're married. What we talk about week to week is really part of the, not necessarily just the work that Mm -hmm. is required of marriage, how to make your marriage more than just a piece of paper, Mm -hmm. how to make it more than just the license or the fact that you came together and you're now legal. Um, How do you get the most out of the relationship that mm-hmm. you're in. That's really where we're trying to get. Mm-hmm. So into um, a covenant. Yeah. Yeah. And so different. so if you find yourself in a in a marriage or considering marriage, you're in a serious relationship with someone preparing 
during marriage. Um, and you're wondering about whether or not all of the elements that will make your marriage successful are there. You're welcome to join us every week because that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, none of us gets it all right all the time. We don't, we don't know anybody that does. Um, and it does require that you really kind of lean on and learn from others. Um, and so what we do is kind of look at different topics, things that come up often, and then we talk about them. So we're talking about them. Yeah. And I'm sitting here looking at you. I'm like, how's your posture so erect and perfect? I'm like, oh, maybe I should use that pillow. Yes, you should <laughs> use a pillow. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, look at that. That's, so, wow. right. So to go from just an okay marriage, which is okay, to a thriving marriage, it requires that you you do a little bit, that you dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing is digging a little deeper on intimacy tonight. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I actually like to talk about sex. So, oops. So we might get some of that in there tonight. If Mike is trying to go there, we'll see. Well, when you say we might get some of that in there, you mean talking about it? Oh, <laughs> we might. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, Let's talk about this whole emotional connection because most people, when you talk about love, mm -hmm. um, you talk about being emotionally connected or being connected at the heart. Mm -hmm. Emotional intimacy is what different. And can I can I just say one more one more one more thing? Mm -hmm. And that is, um, a lot of times when people think about marriage related things, marriage retreats, conferences, the marriage shop, whatever, they they often think about it from the standpoint of you know um, your marriage being in trouble. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, no, nah, we're good. We don't need to do that small group. We don't need to read that book. Whatever, we're good. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, I, I guess, but. I don't know of anything worth of any value that doesn't require some time spent mm -hmm. on that thing. Right. Even when it's not some of you all spend more time washing those cars than you do maintaining your marriage. Mm -hmm. Can I say that? Is that wrong? Is that too much? No. Is that too strong? No. I'm just saying it's about taking what you have wherever it is and moving it to that next place. Mm -hmm. Because we've talked about it here a lot. Things change over the course of time, right? In a marriage, those two individuals change, the relationship changes, all kinds of things change. And so if you're going to remain close, remain intimate, it is imperative that you spend the time necessary to do that. So whether it's about a tune-up overhaul, you know, getting a lift kit, whatever. <laughs> That's what the shop is for, right? So um, that lift, right? Taking it to another level. Oh, did you see that? That just happened. So anyway, let's talk about emotional intimacy. <laughs> you know that was good. Yes, you know that yeah, was good right yeah. there. Um, but emotional in intimacy, I've often called emotion the place where two people meet at the same place at the same time. And, and what I mean is there are things when, when you're talking emotion, a lot of times we share what's happening in a moment. Um, um, lost my grandmother this weekend, and a lot and a lot of us are in sharing that place of sadness. Um, but we're also sharing that place of joy because I know my grandma is going to heaven, and oh boy, she's gonna turn up. <laughs> it's, yes. it's gonna be pretty wild, right? And so, um, emotion is a place where where it, it's it's easy to meet somebody 
in the same place at the same time, right? They, they tend to flow together. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have, I mean, it's rare to see one angry person. Generally, they're gonna be two, right? It's rare to see like um, someone who is just completely infatuated in love, right? It's rare to see, like if you, in a movie full of people, if something is funny, most of those people are going to laugh, why? Because there's something that happens at, the, at, at the, that place of emotion where you share what's going on and why and in a in relationship why that's important is because you need to be able to if you're not flowing with your spouse you at least be able to kind of figure out where they are all right discern where they are and try to be where where it is you need to be the thing about emotion is um well there, there's one emotion that i believe you really have to try to get out of in order to get into someplace else and that is that that is anger and irritability and all those things because typically we're caught up we're not thinking about the other person we're thinking about ourselves right and so that emotional intimacy is really your ability to kind of plug in to somebody else not you and to flow with them does that does that make sense yeah it mm -hmm. makes sense and so one of the things that you that um someone had mentioned in the comments was that if there is a lack in a certain area then that makes you vulnerable to someone else coming in and so the whole idea of an emotional affair can occur. And we've heard from many people that they often feel that they're in relationships or marriages where the other person just doesn't either express emotion well or they don't understand or get their emotions, right? And so there's a disconnect um, where we would be feeling or recognizing those feelings together, feeling the same things or the same way about the same things. Um, and when there's a disconnect, uh, an emotional disconnect, people often fill in um, the gaps with other people. You know, it's I, I'm going to find people who are like minded or people who get me in this way. And so when mm -hmm. when I'm feeling this way about something, I know that you're not going to get me. So I'm going to go over here. And so what we would encourage you to do is really, really work hard at revealing your emotions, but work harder at understanding the emotions of your spouse. How does somebody know when they're in an emotional affair? How does somebody know? Yeah. How would somebody know if they're, if they're in an emotional affair? Well, I mean, kind of exactly what I just described, right? Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself often when when you are having deep or strong feelings about something and you're, you are going to your spouse seeking validation of those emotions to mm -hmm. have a shared experience and you find that you're not getting that or at least not at the level that you believe that you should get it and you become fatigued with going to your spouse at the point that you decide that you're going to go somewhere else to another person for that emotional connection that emotional support and is repeated behavior you just might be caught in an emotional affair mm -hmm. um, it is the active process of first from here it's not working here so i'm gonna go somewhere else and i can tell you that there are a whole lot of people just waiting out there for you to you know the door is open and it's like oh yeah you know you can talk to me about anything i mean how many of us have heard that right you can talk to me about anything and when you're talking about anything you're often bearing your emotions it is how you feel about mm -hmm. your relationship about that person about life about anything mm -hmm. and you form a very trusting bond with someone 
outside of your marriage. Mm -hmm. That is how I would categorize an emotional affair. And so mm -hmm. if you find yourself in that situation, you might want to just kind of stop right now and do a little checklist, right? Look at yourself look at the, your patterns of behavior. Look at where you are and look whether or not you become fatigued with mm -hmm. going to your spouse for that emotional validation or support. Yeah. And, and given what we broke that down, it, it makes me to think of, you know, this another indicator might be like when you're, um, because there's something about emotion, right? There's a release there, right? There's something about it, like, you know, whether it's, you know, good news, when you have really good news, mm -hmm. you know, that thing when you, you just can't wait to tell somebody or, um, you know, you, you have a need to be, you know, to, to feel a certain way, hear a certain thing, whatever. And so if you're not, as Wendy's kind of described, if you're not getting that in one place and then you turn to get it from another and that relief comes, trouble. Mm -hmm. That could be like real trouble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um, that was good. Yeah. So, so really kind of do a self-assessment and, and really think about that. Because I know, in fact, somebody who's going to watch this is going to is going to be in that place yeah so, yeah i mean and, and you've so. heard people say or describe it as feeling emotionally empty or um feeling that you know like i said not not being validated right mm -hmm. so i bring something to you whether it is sorrow or excitement i'm glad you brought that out mm -hmm. um because that's often how a lot of workplace affairs occur Mm -hmm. Because you have a shared success, mm -hmm. right? Or, and there are things that you can relate to that is shared within your workspace that may not be shared or yeah. understood at home. So just be thinking about that. But emotional, emotional intimacy is really about being connected at the heart. And so if you struggle in that area, um, you know, we encourage you to you start to research, look for different ways. Um, and we'll try to give you at least one or two ways where you can kind of build that mm. emotional connection between the two of you. Um, mm. and, and we'll just tell you to stay encouraged because, you know, it, it is about working. And if you both want to stay in this, then it's worth it. Yeah. And we actually have, um, we got a little treat, uh, we'll, we'll share it. but um, just a few, some questions because, well, we'll talk about how intimacy is built in a second. Yeah. We have a few, we have something we'll share with you. We'll figure out how, you know, what platform we need to put that on. Yeah. Um, so we talk about, about mental. Yeah. You take that one when you're psychology. I took emotional though. Like I, I let off. Did with you? Yeah. I did. But I kind of brought emotional home. So go I mean, ahead. You, I mean, you can start off with mental. You, I mean, you did bring it home, but I mean, okay, fine. Yeah. So, so why is it always the psychologist? Is it mental? Let's call the psychologist. Okay, fine. Mental intimacy. <laughs> what do you really know about what's going on? I tend to put mental intimacy in the what I know about you mm -hmm. box, right? Mm -hmm. What I what what might Wendy think about this? Would Wendy enjoy that? What do I know mm -hmm. about her, mm -hmm. her life, her family, her whatever, right? And because a lot of times when when you've been married to somebody for a long time. You kind of know, like, yeah. without any any help whatsoever, you know how this thing is about to go down. You know how <laughs> those moments when somebody may say something, I'm like, oh yeah, but when is she's about to let somebody have it? I mean, you, right? You kind of know. I mean, not not she never does that. <laughs> I mean, it's just for you know, for dramatic effect. Only three times that I have to do that. 
<laughs> three times. Call the people, San Antonio. Yeah, Call San three, Antonio. Only three times. Oh boy. Okay. But they were memorable though. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's about, it is about, I believe just, it's the level of understanding you have um, about, about your spouse. Now, as many of you probably know, and you may be, even be put in the chat, I can't see it tonight, but these things are all tied together. So you can't extract one completely without really bringing along other pieces with it. Yeah. And so mental, emotional go very tightly together, for example. And so, um, yeah, but it's just, it's just about that. I mean, how much, how much are you really, you know, not in their head in a manipulative stance? Uh, from a manipulative standpoint, but what do you know about this person that you married, that you chose to spend the rest of your life with? Uh, what do you know? Are there, are there things that you're afraid to know? Are there things that you just can't touch? Right? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think that what it doesn't mean is that they're able to read your mind. Well, no, no, no. Right. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, this whole idea of being able to read your mind or know what you're thinking without you having to say or do anything mm -hmm. to give any indication of what that is. That is not what we're talking about. No, we're, wow. mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, actually, I mean, how, how do you develop this? Well, this is about questions. It's about having conversations, mm -hmm. being willing and unafraid and, and even intentionally asking questions and filling in the blanks. Sometimes even when, when maybe you think you got it, you got it all locked up, locked up and under control, no worries. I'm there. Right. We talked about this. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm good. I have learned everything is to learn about this woman. Now I'm just going to kick back and let this marriage thing happen. <laughs> Wrong answer. Mm. It don't happen like that. Yeah. Well, how many of you have learned something about your spouse when you've been around other people like family members or their friends or some else mm -hmm. um and you know there'll be something that's shared or put out there and, and and your husband or wife will have an answer or answer something or talk about something that you weren't aware of and it's like wow i mean I, either i didn't know that you thought that or um it's not something that we've talked about mm -hmm. um but often happens that you know i mean it could be like i said a family gathering and yeah. something comes up or you'll be playing a game and, and there's a question. Um, there's a whole lot of um, games out there. I know sociology is, there is one, there's another one. There, there are many games out there, but a lot mm -hmm. of those games are based on um, kind of the love maps, kind of what we did, mm -hmm. what we took you through and we, we put that in a Dropbox. So if you missed that one, you might want to go back and look at that old video. But um, we put it out there where you are going through an active process of asking each other questions to fill in the blanks and fill in the gaps on things that you don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's really helpful in bringing you closer together and really um, rekindling or inserting some intimacy where you may not have put in a whole lot of work already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, this is all, this is all cool and stuff. And, and it's like, yeah, this is easy. Why not just do it? Why? Why not just do it? So why? Why even? Why is intimacy a challenge for people in the first place? Why is it a challenge? Yeah, for some people it's a challenge. Yeah, because. Well, I'm asking them. I'm, oh. Yeah, that's rhetorical. I'm sorry. I'm asking you all. I'm not. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you know, of all the people who are watching this, there are different answers for that. Yeah. But why is it a challenge? Why talk about it? Why? I mean, it seems 
It's like, yeah, boom, just do it, right? You know, mm. connect at the heart, connect at the head, pray. Yeah. Right? So why is it hard? Yeah. Mm. So we find, we got to, we went through some of those comments to get to your response to the question that you asked. Why is intimacy hard? Yeah. 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 Endorphin greed. Wow. So what Anna's talking about is that high yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, um, when you get that, whatever that thing is you're looking for is like a high, right? The body has, it's, it's pretty miraculous what the body's able to do in terms of um, regulation of our mood and controlling pain and all of this. And so endorphins are like the body's natural opiate. Mm-hmm. And you get a hit, you know, it's like, like runners, runners tend to, people who are avid runners um, will will talk about this, you know, runs high. It's like you run, 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 pain, pain, and then boom, you can just run like another 10 miles, mm-hmm. right? And so um, some people will get that shot when that emotional need is met. And and the thing is this, if you, if that need is getting met outside of your home, remember when I said it's it's like an opiate hit. And so the tendency then is to get that hit, boom, and then it feels great. And then there's this guilt, like, I'm never going to do that again. But then you begin to crave that hit again, mm. repeat behavior, get the hit, behavior is reinforced, and the cycle continues right and so um part part of um um dealing with what we'll call for lack of a better word in this moment an addiction well abstinence is the first thing you got to get off that drug Mm. (laughs) right and you you have to over you have to ride out those moments you have to ride out that that craving that urge that but a lot of times we'll tell people don't you know, you're gonna remove something. You know, you can try to like, you know, just just bear nothing, just put. But it's important to replace that some something else into what that something else is. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So I think that kind of goes down this whole reason, or, or I I will I will um, err on the side of being of overgeneralizing that why women watch Lifetime channel and lifetime movies, right? Mm-hmm. And because there, there is something that happens even from movies or music or other things mm-hmm. that kind of feed that same thing, right? We want to be able to relate. We are social beings. We want to be able to have a shared emotional experience. We want to be able to, when we see other people crying or hurting, generally we tend to mirror those emotions kind of joint a little more readily than men do at least that men show up i'll say that you is that yeah, right? i can agree with that okay okay so we could all night excuse me on emotional mental intimacy and being connected at the heart being connected at the head but if we do that then we we would have to come and do intimacy 2.0 and we're not doing that again we'll never get through our four-part series because it'll we be kind of eight or 16 parts well we got the we got nowhere to be but um the the next part that we kind of threw out there and several of you commented on is this idea of spiritual intimacy Mm -hmm. being connected at the soul yes yes and so for for this you you, are you trying to lead into this no you got it okay i mean so so if we're we're talking spiritual intimacy um, um 
Yeah, being connected at the soul. And for, and for, and for our purposes tonight, what we're really talking about is being um, one, right? Unified and single-minded in terms of your connection with God, right? Because if you are disconnected in that way, again, we're talking marriage, right? Mm -hmm. from, from a godly perspective. And so if you're disconnected spiritually, Mm -hmm. That is a that is a direct threat to your marriage, and to and to everything that you're trying to build because that connection is the one that predicates why I even do what you do, believe what you believe, why sacrifice, why love, why forgive. Mm -hmm. That's all based in something. True. Right. And so, to me, I mean, it's just yeah, connected in a way. But here's the here's the part that that, that we learned many years ago, right, is that our connection to each other, our intimacy with each other was directly related to our intimacy spiritually. And so in order to work on our spiritual intimacy, so to speak, um, well, you know, it required that we work on our, our relationship with, with God. Um, and so, and then and when you begin to look at scriptures, and so, so this for, for tonight, I mean, there's some scriptures that you know people will tend to go to when they're talking intimacy in the bible and in a lot of it deals with with, with sex and all that mm -hmm. right but that's not quite where we're going tonight because because i think that you know there's a lot there's just a lot of cool stuff in terms of intimacy in fact when i was looking at it i'm like man some of the stuff if you just like replace the words a little bit these are some really dope love letters <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so um, um it's not in Song of Solomon. It's not in Song of Solomon. Right? Come on. You think we're going to be that predictable? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> so you have some scriptures that you reference that, that you um, know speak about intimacy and apply to what we're talking about tonight. Drop those in the, in the comments. I also want you to, if you are or believe that in your marriage you are connected um, mentally, I mean, emotionally, mentally and spiritually i want you to drop yes in the comments say that again if in your marriage mm -hmm. you believe that mm -hmm. you're connected mentally emotionally emotionally mentally and spiritually drop yes okay cool yeah all right and so now the the in luke 12 a lot of people are familiar with um that you're about god knowing um the hairs on your head like mm -hmm. they're all numbered mm -hmm. What I find funny, if, if I could find, it's funny about that particular scripture. It's in Luke 12. That's around um, uh, verse 7 in Luke 12. But if you go back before that, um, let's see. Oh, so it started at, at verse 4. It okay. says, um, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body. And after that, have nothing more to do, nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you who to fear. <laughs> fear him who after... He has killed, has authority passed into hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I tell you, fear him. Are you, are not five sparrows sold two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God? Mm. Why even the hairs on your head are all numbered, right? If not you are more value value than many sparrows. Mm. I thought that was funny because I was talking about somebody's making love letters. This probably is not one of them. Like, hey, listen. Um, I mean. 
not 10 sparrows sold for like four pennies. I mean, you work more than sparrows. That would not make a very cool love letter <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> no so don't do that. No. I just thought it was funny. Anyway, um, yeah. but let's see knowledge of every detail, right? Mm -hmm. um, James 8, 4, 8 says, draw near to God and, um, and he'll draw near to you. But check this one out. Um, this is Psalm 139. And Psalms okay. just a cool book anyway, right? But I'll start. It says, oh, Lord, you'll search me and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, oh, Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I'm not attaining it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. So That I, right there. That's, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's good. That would make a that's good love letter um, if, if you changed some of the words around in there. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, what is interesting to me is where it says, even before it is on my tongue, you know it all together. They're not talking about... Um, how people will finish finish sentences. So in the beginning is you're finishing each other's sentences, you know, and it's like that's cute. Um, it's cute beginning. Mm -hmm. Later on, it is you don't think it's cute. <laughs> Let me finish. It's like no, that's not what I was gonna say. Let me finish what I was saying. No, you know what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, we often get into the again patterns of behavior where we believe we know, mm -hmm. um, and we eliminate eliminate eliminate. Good gracious, a lot because we believe we know mm -hmm. and we don't stop to ask which yeah. is where you were talking about um that that mental um embassy so mm -hmm. i just wanted to pull that out so i think yeah. that's good and, um, can I hit john, john 27 and this is um this is the night jesus was, he was praying right um um this is prior to him being arrested mm -hmm. he's praying for the disciples really trying to you know to to prepare to to um to be crucified and and to ultimately lead the earth and lead the disciples to begin to, to, to carry the word, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, John 27, uh, verse 22. Okay. 27, 22, right? The glory that you have given me, um, I have given to them. They may be one, that they, that they may be one, even as we are one. That is Jesus and God, mm -hmm. the Father, right? Mm -hmm. um, I and them and you and me, and that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. There's so much. There's so much about intimacy and closeness in so many ways wrapped up in that very short couple of verses. Okay. Right. He talks about intimacy, them between each other, mm -hmm. them with himself and God. And so, to me, I mean, and, and this, if you if you read that chapter, I mean, it's just a very it's a very cool and touching chapter in terms of it's like you can almost feel the emotion coming from that, right? Mm. And so. Um, that and we highlight that because that that intimacy that he's talking about is really a model for the type of intimacy that we that we should have as married couples one another. Right? Yeah, and I and I think you talked about in terms mm -hmm. of even not really you and I not being able to be um, as spiritually close as we could be until we were um, until our spiritual lives were aligned more with God. Yeah, um, and so you're not really able to to love and to give a share and to be close to um, anyone to the full to the full extent until you have specified 
that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, you you all know if you're joining us for the first time, um, we are. This is a Christian platform. Um, we do talk about what um, what God says. The Word of God says. Um, it is God's plan for marriage. Um, and so while we reference scriptures, we also talk a little bit about how we live that out. And so I just want to be clear, just so everybody knows. I mean, I know that we come across sometimes, I don't think we come across as hyper spiritual, but I know sometimes we can get a little heavy. Well, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, we get heavy, it's heavy, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, I, because we're, we're not, because we believe in, in in having fun with it, we believe in having real conversations. At, at the end end of the day, what we're saying is based on something, and so it's important that people view this and walk away understanding what it's based on. That we're not we're not just you know this this is not about um, like um, not about clicks, not about fame and fortune. The fortune part would be amazing, but I'm just saying I, it's. It is really about, um, in some ways, sharing a little bit of our journey, and and how 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 God has kind of really gotten us from one place to the next, and where He may be taking us. And so, um, and and in doing that, I think it's important to talk about things that are that are real, that are things that are very much us, mm -hmm. because um, I don't know, because it's easy to just kind of just, just list, hey, do this, <laughs> make checklist, and go, but it's, it's not always that easy. Yeah. That easy, and so mm -hmm. if you know anybody out there is thinking that you know, I asked you all to drop in there. Yes, if you are um, in your marriage, um, intimate in all those areas, you know, just drop yes in there. I only saw one yes. It could be because I said it too quickly, or it could be because we know that it's difficult for most of us to say yes to all of those, mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's not something to be. It's not something to be ashamed of, um, but it is something to start to reflect on mm -hmm. and try to identify how it is that you can work your way to being able to be more intimate and be closer in the areas where you may not be um, as close as you'd like to be. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I have to really go down and list myself, I'm like, I mean, it depends on the day. <laughs> yes. When did my... <laughs> It depends on the day. <laughs> what? Uh, Wendy might what? Nothing. It depends on the day. <laughs> so, um, so well, well, how much? What's our time? Because I, I, mm -hmm. I want to touch on uh, physical intimacy. Okay. We, where are we at? Where are we at? We got five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Pam. Why, why are you laughing? Thanks for joining us. We have five minutes. <laughs> that should be enough time. <laughs> We had to get it in quick. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's funny. Um. <laughs> so if you just joined us talking about oh, intimacy, man, we've already that. covered emotional, mental, and spiritual intimacy and gave you a couple of scriptures to look at um, just as some examples. A lot of people are familiar with um, Song of Solomon and even um, Psalms. Um, Psalm 139 is the one that you pulled out, um, but James 4, 8 and John 27, um, 22, 27, 22 um, are ones that we also want to bring your attention to and invite you to share any in the comments as well mm -hmm. that you may know. So um, Luke 12. So 
all of those scriptures just to kind of give you um, scriptural background. So about this physical intimacy. Um, so, you know, I think you guys probably have that all figured out. We can just say goodnight. No, we cannot say goodnight. <laughs> physical <laughs> intimacy is essential. We put it last because because it's the like, I, I know you you made me sweat. You said something and I started. So anyway, um, <laughs> it was, it was funny. that was funny. Um, anyway, the the uh, oh physical intimacy, right? Important. And so we put it last, but but we don't want to suggest that it is le of least importance, right? All of these things come together to create this whole. So I wouldn't necessarily, I think the spiritual intimacy, if you're gonna prioritize anything, you probably prioritize that mm -hmm. because there's so much instruction and there's so much um, guidance in terms of how you live that out. But physical touch is important. And in any of these things that we talked about, you can actually um, do things that deprive your spouse of that need they have. And so I say that to say, don't, don't hold someone hostage by withholding the emotion, by withholding talking and getting to know them better, by withholding the, um, uh, you know, the ability to pray together, certainly by, by withholding touch and sexual contact, mm. critically important. And talk about endorphins and that high, yeah, you, that, yeah that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so here's yeah. the thing um there are times when it's better to have sex than it is to talk um there are times when yeah it, yes said it there's there are times when okay. maybe you've you've talked too much <laughs> sometimes your physical closeness and and that physical touch being close to each other physically can preempt being able to be closer intimate in other ways. Um, it is fact. It is true. I see you with your phone. Can, can, can it's you, fact can and you repeat it's true. That, you said, that first thing you said. Can you say that <laughs> no. again? No. Oh, okay. No. So right. what am I saying here? What I'm saying is we would never encourage you to um, do something that you weren't comfortable with or subject yourself to something that um, you feel um, a situation where you feel you're being taken advantage of. Um, however, it is important for a married couple. And so this is probably one of the few times that we really want to encourage and keep this one sacred to the married couples only. But when a married couple um, should come together and connect um, in a physical way, you should have sex. You should be having sex. Your door should be locked. Your children should to be safe and, and oh, in their own rooms, in their own beds. Um, it is important. And it's not just about, it's not about people have said things like, you know, um, when they don't have sex, they get sick and, and different things. There, there, it is true that there are some follow on, um, what? <laughs> There's some follow on and re related issues that can occur really? but but yeah huh? but in but in the in the the general <laughs> sense um we're not we're not talking about any of that we are mm. really talking about being able to get over your own selfishness get over your own feelings um to be able to really think about the health and the um the state of your marriage um marriage sex was created <laughs> for many people. And right. if you are not having sex, 
in your marriage and it's not for because of a physical ailment and it's not because um of some agreement that you have um you know a what's the word as i guess it's an agreement where you both come to come together to <laughs> yeah. agree then you should be having sex regularly mm -hmm. whatever regular is for you so we're not going to think into well what how often should you have sex how much sex should you have and what's mm -hmm. off limits it's not getting into that tonight yeah uh, but I, yeah it, it's it's important to recognize and, and we recognize um there are some people there are some circumstances there's some situations where it's past situations that make that make that difficult whether it's potentially medical issues that make that difficult or or mm -hmm. have you right and so so and and given you know the the folks that watch it's important like to really kind of to to say that out loud yeah. right yeah um and yeah but barring um in situating circumstances you should be getting busy on the regular <laughs> what regular is for you <laughs> yes yes and so um like you said a few minutes ago all of all of these different and and there are more than just we we came across four um we came across those four we came across more um and then uh, many of you kind of um validated those but we we talked about those four tonight mm -hmm. um, in terms of the importance of intimacy within your marriage and, and how it can make your marriage last. It is important for you to work to be closer together um, and on more than one level. Mm -hmm. I'll just put it that way. So you may mm -hmm. not you might check the box on all four, all four of the or, or more. But, on and, you know, on more than one level, it's important that you, you try to connect. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so I think what we'll do, and, and one way to do that is actually very simple. It is what, what um, the Gottman stuff is based on mm -hmm. in large part. Um, but there's another little, uh, I think there are like 36 questions. There's a list of 36 questions about various things. Intimacy begins with knowing. And so we, we want to give you just a little tool that will help you to know each other um, a little bit better because every piece you know, Gottman calls it a love map, right? But yeah. every piece leads to the deeper level of intimacy. The more you know somebody, the more intimate, more close you are, and mm -hmm. the and the stronger your relationship is going to be. So we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to we got yeah, and and so you can find it because we're not taking up up your emails. I'm doing that. But what <laughs> we'll do is um we will drop into the chat on the uh, on on this when this when this is uh. Um, Posted. Posted. That's the word. Posted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll drop it in there. Yeah. So we're out of time, but we did want to give you um, just waiting for each thing. I think a quick mm -hmm. challenge. So to become emotionally intimate, what's one thing they can do this week to work on becoming emotionally closer? Share feelings. Share feelings. <laughs> what I mean is, well, two things. Mm-hmm curiosity and then share feelings. So how do you feel? How do you feel about X, Y, and Z? And when I say, how do you feel? I'm talking about emotions. I am angry. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm elated. I'm excited. I'm fresh. Emotion words. Not, I feel like you didn't have to talk to me like that because all I said, well, that's that's not feel. That's that's what. Yes, think, that's, right? that's, that's so what the you next think, one. what you believe, right? So yeah, yeah the yeah. next one. Right. <laughs> oh, the next one is mental, right? Right. And the shame 
hear what you think, what you believe. Right. And so get that nuance, right? It is, you know, how do you feel? What's your emotion, right? Where, where are you right now? What do you think? You know, tell me X, Y, and Z. And, and the two we're going to give you is going to help you to deepen your knowledge of each other, right? So it's about asking those kind of questions. How was your day to day? What went on? What did I miss? Things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Right. That'll that'll help to build in mental intimacy. Yes. Yeah, so spiritual intimacy is that I mean, we can always recommend that you pray together. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're praying side by side, try um praying together, mm -hmm. um praying out loud for each other mm -hmm. together. I think that might help. So that's a challenge for you this week as well. And then yeah. lastly, <laughs> and one and one thing on the prayer thing, it may help to say, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, how can I pray for you? Oh, that's good. That may give you of something that you can kind of grab. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those are three things that you can do Ooh. to deepen your um, emotional, mental, and spiritual intimacy. So that last one, oh. um, deepening your physical intimacy this week. I mean, I don't know what you got for that one. We'll let you all figure that one out. <laughs> um, but, but even. If it's just if when if you're out or wherever, yes, holding hands, physical touch. If you start with having the right conversation, sharing your thoughts and feelings, and you're able to at least decrease the distance between you, maybe holding hands is as intimate as you will physically get this week. Um, but if, if you are beyond holding hands or hugs or um, then you already know. It, what it might be time for, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you already know what it is. But if, if you're going maybe intimacy yeah. for you might be putting those toes together when mm -hmm. you go to bed, just mm -hmm. yes. feet, maybe, right? So, yes. All right. So, uh, J. Michael Sherman says intimacy begins with knowing. That's a nugget. Thank mm -hmm. you. Makiba Jackson, thank you for joining us. Tara Carroll says share feelings already overshare. He's so tolerant. So, so let's move you on to sharing more thoughts. <laughs> Q Butler, thanks for joining us. It's always good to have you on. And then J. Michael Sherman says, you're blessed, replying to Tara. Uh, so um, thank you guys for joining us again and just kind of laboring through this with us. I know we're a little bit over on the time. Um, so four keys to making marriage last, trust, forgiveness, um, and intimacy. So there's one key you got to come back next week to see what that is yeah i uh, yeah. see what you did right there that teaser yeah i better come on for the people yeah let's 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 pray <laughs> <laughs> um hmm. heavenly father we just come today just thanking you um thank you for for being god thank you for your majesty um thank you for the ability to um, have a relationship uh, with you um we thank you for the sacrifice of jesus and we thank you for um a marriage relationship that is designed to benefit from that sacrifice to model that sacrifice uh, we ask that you continue to help us to um die to ourselves every day in the interest of um someone else that we love um, help us to love unconditionally without um without our conditions. Um, help us to love um, without hesitation. Help us to forgive quickly uh, and help us to grow a deeper relationship with you and in doing so, grow a deeper relationship with each other. So 
we thank you this evening. Uh, we love you. We trust you with everything. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for the Marriage Shop Podcast, brought to you by Catalyst, creating places that people want to work and leaders they want to work for. Learn more at www.connecttomovegrow.com. Catch live recordings of the Marriage Shop on Facebook and YouTube on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Follow us on Facebook at The Marriage Shop or go to YouTube, enter The Marriage Shop in the search box, click that Marriage Shop logo, and then subscribe to our channel. Set all your alerts to ensure you know everything that's going on in The Marriage Shop.